0: Welcome to Cut Out the Crazy by Beretta Fleur DuJour, a podcast that invites you to elevate your life experience through improving your relationships, personal growth, and career. Subscribe to this podcast and find even more content, including free coaching videos, on berettafleur.com. Welcome to Cut Out the Crazy by Beretta Fleur du I'm your host, Beretta Fleur. I'm an author, podcaster, and confidence coach helping people just like you lead happier, healthier, more fulfilling lives. And I do that through my coaching, content, and storytelling. So good to be here with you. I am excited to discuss three things you're doing wrong when you're looking for lasting love. And that could mean just wanting to step it up in your relationship realm, you're looking for more functional, more lasting, more committed relationships, or if you're on the quest for the one. (laughs) I am excited to share things with you. A little bit of background. I had spent a lot of my early 20s, early 30s in a mishmash of dating experiences and that was from being single to being committed but long distance, being engaged, dating. So I have a lot of experience with the whole dating realm and I also have a really healthy really good marriage that has lasted over a decade. So I tend to be the kind of person that people seek out when they're looking for relationship advice because I've had a little bit of a broad sampling from the shall we say relationship buffet. So how we're going to explore this is first I'm going to do a little Beretta Fleur exercise with you to kind of bring you into where we are. And so I'm talking with you instead of talking at you. And we're going to go over what your ideas are for looking for a lasting relationship or a committed relationship or the one. And after the exercise, I'm going to go over three things that you're doing wrong when you're looking for love, as well as some ideas to break out of that so that you can step into the work and you can start preparing your life for that lasting, loving, life-giving relationship. Okay, so let's get started. So really quickly, let's do a little exercise together. One thing that helped me when I was ready to really find the one, and this was probably in my 30s at this point, I really just needed to sit down and think about what qualities in a person were important to me. So if you want to take a pen and paper, or if you just want to pause this and ruminate over it, what qualities in a person are important to you? That could be something like, I really care about somebody who's honest. I really want somebody who's spiritual. I want somebody who will get along with my family. I want somebody who wants to be married and have children. I want somebody tolerant. So list a couple traits that maybe three, four, five um, that you're looking for in a lasting relationship with a person. The second part of this exercise, I want you to think about three or four traits that you feel you bring to the table and that you bring to a relationship, such as you're really good at problem solving. You're really good at communicating. You have a really strong work ethic and you've got your life together. You're nurturing or you're caring. So a few things that you feel you would bring to a relationship that make you an amazing person. And even if you feel weird writing it down, just do it anyway, because I said so. (laughs) So what cool, admirable, fantastic qualities do you have that you bring to a relationship? Okay, so now that you have your list, I want you to think of this as kind of a touchstone when you're in the romantic, heady, exciting beginning of getting to know somebody. Or maybe you're just starting out in a relationship and you're not really sure if you like them because for whatever reason you know you should like them but something's not gelling, this is a good list to go back to, to refer to, to say, you know what, I might be scared or I might be feeling like uh, maybe I don't want to give this person a chance, but on my list, they're pretty much ticking off all the boxes. And what that might lead to is a little bit of inner work you might have to do on yourself to become more attracted or more willing to jump into a relationship with somebody who might be good for you or functional. And I'm laughing because I've been there. So if that's the case, this list will give you a really good kind of jumping off point. And it will also give you insight into your own brain. If you're listing just physical attributes, like they have to be tall, or they have to be really sexy, or they have to be funny. Um, that might be something that you might look at, And be like, you know, these are all very surface traits that I'm putting out there and they really don't have, you know, the deep stuff of character that will help us have a lasting relationship through the things that life can throw at us and the stuff that makes relationships fall apart. And the second part of this exercise, next to your little, you know, ideal person traits, your traits that somebody else might find ideal. That's super important because when we're in a relationship, we can almost tend to start mirroring or assimilating ourselves to another person when we are, I don't want to say desperate and I don't want to say lonely, but when we're seeking companionship, it's a natural thing for people to do just psychologically and even primally to mirror and reflect back to that person what we feel like they want to see. Or we want to find common ground with somebody and in doing that we can kind of minimize our own personality traits. We can minimize what we truly bring to the table as a person. So now that you have your lists, let's move on into the three things. That you are doing wrong when you're looking for lasting love. So item number one of three things you're doing wrong when you're looking for lasting love is you're trying to date yourself. Look, I get it. Some things are a deal breaker or there are things that make you dive in head first, like finding out somebody loves serial killer factoids or collecting vinyl as much as you do. But in the long term, a good match for you will bring balance to the relationship with almost opposing views, skills, and talents that will in turn complement what you enjoy and your own personal skills that you're bringing to the relationship. For example, if they can scuba dive and you've always wanted to learn and they're also willing to go to your ballroom dance classes, you can develop shared interests together that go beyond what you would normally experience just by yourself. Likewise, they might be good at details and logistics while you're better at the big picture stuff. Also, what will be different about many of the people out there that are potential mates is their personality type, love language, or communication style. Too much of the same thing in a relationship, like two people who argue combatively or avoid and retreat passive-aggressively, can be totally unproductive when it comes to disagreements. So trying to keep an open mind when you're choosing your next date and being flexible could make you pleasantly surprised. So when I go into um, personality type, love language, or communication style, those are all really important things to look at. So the second thing that you might be doing when you're looking for lasting love that is not ideal, (laughs) I don't want to say wrong, but it's kind of wrong, is that you're going after a one-dimensional archetype or ideal. There's something to be said for physical traits, and we can't always help what we're attracted to. When I was dating, I went on a date with a guy, and not to be mean, but he was super bald, drove a smart car, and he wanted to meet for coffee. And for me, that was like three things that I was not into and I didn't like. So I went on the date anyway because I was trying to have an open mind, and it was just one of the worst dates that I can remember. And I remember being at the coffee shop and having more in common with the person that was getting our coffee than the person who I was sitting on the couch with. So (laughs) cut that date short, you know, kind of felt bad. But at the same time, I just felt like that was my signal to be like, you don't have to go that far off. So that being said, there are physical traits, and we can't always help what we're attracted to right? So it is okay to have a certain point at which you have like a no-fly zone. It's like, okay, after a certain point, you know, I'm really not attracted to that. And that's totally okay. You're not supposed to be attracted to every single person on the face of the planet. It's just, it's not going to happen. You're going to have certain things that appeal to you and that's okay. But if we're going about our lives, putting filters on people before we get to know them or selling ourselves short, So if you're looking for somebody cool or you like tall people or you have a thing for redheads or maybe people in a certain area of the city, wherever you live, they're the only people you seek out, you're already imposing a limit on most of the population. The third one of three things that you're doing wrong when you're looking for lasting love is actually the most important. It's that you're not making room in your life for something serious to develop. Friends, I know all about having one or two or three or four hobbies or that lurking platonic best friend that take up all of your free time and emotional or physical attention. You know, you have all these friends. There's there's always—you have a very full, happy, fun life, and I get it. I totally get it. That is okay, But if you're looking for lasting love, please understand that lasting love and relationships take time and they take attention. And that person is not going to want to be doing everything that you're already doing because they're going to have their own life too. And they're going to have their own hobbies and their own things that they want to bring to the table. And beyond that, you both are going to need to do things together. And that lurking platonic best friend oh, you know, that person is dead weight because you're either going to have a lasting relationship with them. They're in unrequited love with you. There's not something going on there that's actually going to ever develop. And in order to make room for something else, that person needs to stop taking up so much of your time and also where you invest all of your emotions. Okay, so looking at the three things that you're doing wrong when looking for lasting love, or three things that are not ideal that you're doing when you're looking for lasting love, let's think about how we can fix it. (laughs) So item number one, you're dating yourself. What I would like you to do is, because you've got your little list there, right? You've got your traits that you're looking for and traits that you bring to the table. I want you to list three things that have nothing to do with you, but that you're intrigued by. For example, I love marine biology. I love archaeology. I have a huge respect for our law enforcement. (laughs) There are certain things that I find admirable or interesting when I think of something that somebody can do. When I was dating, I really liked learning about people and finding out things about people that would broaden the horizons in my life. You might want to learn a new language. There might be a culture that you're very interested in learning more about or exploring that can teach you and that can broaden your life experience and that can bring something to the table that you don't already bring. This will get you outside your comfort zone and it will actually bring a well-roundedness to your life and to your relationship. So go ahead and write down three or four things that you feel that are things that you want to know more about or things that intrigue you that a partner could bring to the table without being somebody who is exactly like you. So going after a one-dimensional archetype or ideal. Here's what's interesting about this. Most archetypes we seek out are because of something inside our own selves that need attention or that heals an insecurity. For example, If you're into people that are tall, it might be because you feel the need to feel smaller or more protected in a relationship. It could be what you really need is a person who will protect you and stand up for you, which has nothing to do with height. If you're drawn to troublemakers or bad people, (laughs) it's because maybe you yourself are one or maybe you like bad people because you don't think you deserve someone nice. I've heard people say, I'm just attracted to jerks. Like it's something that they can't change. I mean, that's not good to be attracted to people who are mean to you. It might feel like it's what you know, or it might feel comfortable, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's functional or that it's something that can lead to a lasting relationship that will be a life-giving relationship. So if you're attracted to jerks, maybe it could be because you don't feel like you deserve someone nice or maybe you really want somebody who has assertiveness and strength of character and you're confusing that and instead going after people who are just kind of mean. If you say well I just need somebody with money or I probably need to marry rich (laughs) Um, you probably need to learn how to be better with your own money or invest in your own financial path. Uh <laughs> so I'm not saying that there aren't things to look for as the main traits you're after. Like what you might mean is that you want somebody with money because that shows they're responsible and they're a grown-up. Just really look at why you're attracted to those certain things or why you seek out people who have that certain archetype or ideal. And then, you know, don't be shocked if that's what you've been going by and you're falling into these one-dimensional relationships that fizzle or end badly. If you continue to focus on only your deal breakers before accepting or pursuing someone who is outside your usual archetype. So going back to the list that you made, when you look at the traits that you're looking for in a relationship, do any of those traits seem more like an ideal or an archetype to you rather than an actual personality trait? Because if it is, that might be something that you want to examine a little bit further as far as why you might be attracted to that. Or why you're looking for that in a relationship and see if that's something inside you that could use a little work or that you could work on to become a more complete person so you're not looking to that to be fulfilled through another person. Okay. So the solution for the final thing that we went into today in three things that you're doing wrong when you're looking for lasting love is you're not making room in your life for something serious to develop. That's a tough one. And I know that that's a tough one for a lot of people because a lot of people have either the platonic best friend or the bunch of people that they talk to that sort of, you know, take up, that space in their life because it's like a security blanket right you know that platonic best friend that friend zone friend will always be there if you need them you have these people in your life that are filler people that you go to them when you have a problem or you go to them to talk about work and i'm not saying friends are bad but what i am saying is if they would for whatever reason otherwise be somebody that you would date but you keep coming up with a reason why you don't date them but they are somebody that you would probably otherwise date, they kind of need to go on the back burner, if not go away entirely. And that's a big one, and I understand that. And (laughs) we can get into that a little bit later. But first I want to go into, you have to be a complete person, meaning you've done the work on yourself where you're a substantial half of a relationship and have the heart space to handle a serious relationship. So if you're just kind of, on the fence about being in a committed relationship. You really don't know if you want something lasting. That's okay. But don't walk around saying, well, you know what? I wish I could find somebody. Because the truth is that you really don't you really don't wish that you could find somebody. And that might be hard to hear, but if you're not making space in your life and you're not coming to the table as half of a relationship that would be really healthy, or you're not willing to make the space in your heart to handle a serious relationship, or you don't wanna do the work that makes you a functional half of a relationship, then you're not really looking for that. You're looking for something else, and that's totally okay. But you need to stop driving your friends crazy by saying, I just want to meet somebody because you really don't. You want to meet somebody who's not serious. And that's fine. That's important to know about yourself. Likewise, if you're wanting to meet somebody, but you're emotionally damaged and you're trying to figure stuff out, that's totally fine. But that just means that you're not quite there yet and your heart space needs a little more room. That's okay to have that longing for a relationship, but you're not there yet you're not there yet. So if you're not meeting somebody yet, that's actually a good thing. If you're needing to do a little bit more work, that's fine. And um, I do offer one-on-one coaching if that's something that you want help with, you want to step into the work. And I also can provide some resources for you. So if you go to barrettafleur.com slash coaching, you can find out all about that. But yeah, you do need a certain amount of headspace, what I call headspace and heart space to handle a lasting, functional and life giving relationship. So the second part of, you know, not having space in your life. Um, for something serious to develop are the lurking platonic best friend or friends or the (laughs) hangers-on. So that person or persons, that might mean like an ex that you still hook up with, that best friend of the sexual inclination that you're into, that you tell everything to, so you're in like an emotional relationship. Maybe that might be, you know, a group of people that you tell everything to, There's no room in your life for somebody else to kind of arrive and show up and be like, I'm here, and I'm here for physical and emotional and sexual intimacy. And you have a couple other people vying for that spot or taking up that spot in your life. There's not room for that relationship to flourish. And that's on you to kind of make that space. You, whether you know it or not, or whether you realize it or not, you are designing your life. So you're designing certain aspects of your life. You're designing who you have relationship with, whether that's friends or people that you hook up with, friends with Bennys, whatever you wanna call them, as well as the people in your life that are your support system. And when you have a serious, romantic, life-giving relationship, that needs a pretty big spot in your life. And you have to start designing your life with kind of a hole. And it's not fun. It might mean where you spend a couple weekends or you spend, you know, some time every day staring at your wall thinking, well, I'm doing this because I'm waiting for the right person to show up. And you might laugh at that or think that that's funny. But about a year before I met my husband, that's exactly what I did. And... I don't know, but it worked. (laughs) So I'm one example of how that intentional sitting and making that space can be actually a good thing and can be lonely and kind of sad, but also it's living in hope. I mean, the more you wait for something, the happier you are when you get it. And I'll tell you that right now. When you're making that space in your life that a lasting, serious relationship will occupy, does that mean giving everything up no, no way. No, you don't want to be somebody that just sits there and stares at a wall the whole time and you don't do anything. (laughs) But a lasting relationship does require that time, that nurturing and attention. And the point of a relationship is to fulfill emotional and physical intimacy. So if you're getting those things from other places in your life and you still aren't fulfilled, which I'm assuming you're not since you're, here listening to this podcast you're going to need to do a little house cleaning so when you make the space for the right someone when the right someone comes along you're not going to be missing out and there's going to be that space for that somebody in your life that you have already designed and you will be able to say oh there they are there's that person and they'll be able to fall neatly into place into your life I want to leave you with this story. So I was at a cabin with my family last summer, and, you know, my parents were there. My parents have been married for over 50 years at this point. And next door was a cabin full of these 20-something-year-old men, boy men, <laughs> Um Having a bachelor party. There's a river there, so they're swimming and fishing. And you know, at one point, there was a snake, and they were going after it with sticks. You know, just having a bachelory old time over there. <laughs> and my dad wanders over, and we're like, "Oh my god, Dad, what are you doing?" He wanders over to these dudes, and they're at their campfire. My dad's from Kentucky originally, so he's like, "Heard one of y'all's getting hitched," <laughs> and they're like, "Yes, sir." And they kind of bring the bachelor. He says, yes, sir, it's me. Oh, well, I'd give you some marital advice, someone who's been married over 50 years. Oh, you know, yeah, let's let's hear it. And if you're wondering where I get my I have advice trait from, (laughs) there we go. I was like, oh, what is he going to say? My dad says, people say marriage is 50-50, but really, it's 100-100, and... You know, it was cute and kind of corny, but it's actually really true. You know, we say, oh, I wish I could meet the right person. Or I wish I could meet my soulmate or I, I just want to meet the one. But if we're not willing to do the work, if we're not willing to arrive at the relationship as a complete person, ready to be one half, 100% of a relationship, it's not going to work. And it doesn't matter the type of person you're looking for or the fact that you might be pursuing an ideal or the fact that you've made time for them, you have to be willing to give it 100%, 100% of the work, 100% of the time. It sounds harder than it is, but you just have to really be 100% on board. So if you're willing to arrive at that relationship, 100% as a full person, your relationship has a better chance of being built of the stuff that creates a lasting, life-giving, and loving relationship. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please go ahead and give it a five-star review. That would help me out immensely, and I very much appreciate you sticking around. If you like, you can sign up for my email list, as well as get more content, including videos and a free coaching quiz, on berettafleur.com.